Greetings. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Prisoners Lives Matter. I'm your host, Ross, and I'm online looking to find like minds. I would like to reason with those who are reasonable and who understand that justice is for the benefit of the whole. When we're talking about incarceration, we have to be talking about justice. If it's not for the benefit of the whole, then it's not just. It's not right. It's not going to help the situation. Now, we have a situation going on here in the so-called United States. And um, it's becoming critical. The way that prisoners are treated in America is very inhumane. And it's a violation of the human rights of the individuals who are being violated. So let's deal with that. Let's talk about that for a second. We're going to turn the volume up on this because we need all the voices to be heard. Everybody who has a loved one in prison, everyone who knows someone in prison, everyone who's ever been incarcerated, who's been in prison, who's been in jail, who's been in the detention center, this is for you. Your voice matters. And your vote counts. So, by speaking the language of business, we can get to the bottom line. And the bottom line is the bottom line. I'm calling all of those who have a stake in the so-called justice system, who's ever been in the justice system, to take a moment and let us reason about the oppression we have been subjugated to. Now, being that we are here in the wilderness of North America, as it's been called, because it's a, it's new to certain populations, that is, uh, they have invaded the land after they came in droves from Europe, came in waves from Europe, and have invaded our ancestral homeland. They would like us to believe that we're Indians, but, you know, the Indians are our brothers. They're our, our children. Actually, they, they came after us. They're like, more like our guests. Let's say our guests. We, we don't want to say children. They're our brothers, but they're our guests. They came after we had been on the land here. Many people see how the continents were. It looks like a jigsaw puzzle. It was all one landmass. So, therefore, this is all one people we're talking about. Now, we've had several di different um, episodes of growth and development. You know, in the highlands, you get taller people than you would in the low bushland of the jungles, of the forests, of the rainforest. 
So let us be mindful of that as we go through and we trace our lineage, our history of who we are. But we, the melanated man, the heavily melanated man with the curly hair, thick lips, broad nose. Yes, we're from around the equator from where there's major sunlight, where fruit grows on trees year round, where food fit for us is ever ready um, in season. And it's always season around the equator. So therefore, let us understand what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a theft of our heritage, our stolen legacy. That is a big deal that no one's talking about. They want us to not talk about it, but we're going to discuss it. We're going to talk about it. Um, I'm not meaning to offend anybody. And if you're offended by the truth, then that's your problem and not mine. I would like for us to stay cool, calm, and collected, but if not, it is what it is. Um, my ancestors had been attacked and murdered and raped and disrespected for hundreds of years. So let's let's not go there. Let's deal with the facts. The facts are that today we have an incarcerated class of people. Majority of them of the original stock of the aboriginal inhabitants of this land. I know a lot of times people speak of the Native American experience, which is our experience. We're not going to allow you to take that away and mislabel us as Indians. We're not from India either. We're from right here. We've been here. We are the Colossals, the originals, the ab-original man, the original man on the land. So let us start by dealing with that first and foremost. It is from that truth, everything else comes forth. Now, there's this history that the Europeans came here and the land was populated by a few Indian tribes that were native to America. No, that's far from the truth. There was over 50 million of us here on Turtle Island, as it was so affectionately known back then. So being that there was 50 million of us, there was many different nations amongst us, many different tribes, if you will, communities, if you would. And there was nothing wrong with that. We were autonomous. We all had commonalities, but the one thing in common we had, the one common denominator we had was that we appreciated nature. We lived within balance and harmony of our environment. We didn't destroy our land. That's why I was in such pristine, beautiful condition when the invaders arrived. But to have that and to take us from that point to the lowest of the low to incarcerate the original inhabitants of this land is the greatest crime. So for them to call 
anybody criminals after what they've done is laughable. But I'm here to discuss Prisoners Lives Matter. And I want all my brothers who are incarcerated to know that we support you. We love you. And we're here for you. I'm doing this podcast in support of you. So know that we hear you and we're answering your call. We are your support. Now, several individuals uh, were asked what they felt to be the challenges as prisoners, um, specifically here in America. And, um, well, safety was the number one concern. Health, safety and health. Um, living conditions. It, it's been known that there's been breakouts of violence, danger, unsanitary conditions, overcrowded conditions. Um, they do TB testing very often because they know the possibilities of an outbreak are great. But nobody wants to talk about that. Anytime you have an overcrowded system, situation, that is a overcrowded situation in an enclosed environment. So that that kind of makes it, that exasperates it. But also food was another issue that was discussed. Food. Um, the lack of fresh, healthy foods. That That's unacceptable. There's no reason why healthy, fresh fruits and vegetables are not available for our family members who are incarcerated. And that's what we need to do. We need to restore the family and friends relationships and communications with those who are incarcerated, the interpersonal relationships, the love, the communication, the, the connection that has to be reaffirmed along with income and work. They have to have some type of, something to um, enable them to build the skills necessary to become self-sustaining, to provide a budget, something that they can work on and, and save and, and invest. These things are necessary for a man to become fully educated in his manhood. And then you have to have your educational aspect. We, we need education greatly. So many different forms of education. The minds here are, are being wasted away when we're looking at the prison system. That's just a waste of mental space. And that's what they want. They want menticide. So we have to resist that. We, we, we need to um, educate ourselves if they will educate us. We, we need our brothers and sisters who do have education to come into the prison houses, the jail houses, and start educating brothers who are educatable. Recreation is also very important. Education and recreation, they go hand in hand. They need some outlets. We, we need some, some outlets. And the medical, the medical really has to be on point because mental health matters. We, we definitely have some issues that need to be dealt with, and we need our mental health experts of the so-called black community of America. You know, we need 
that's where the jobs are. That's where our educated class, our educated sisters could come get their, earn their keep. The medical field, mental health is definitely needed. Community service is also needed. Um, we need a chance to repay our community for any wrongs, any debts that we might have socially. We need our social debt to be cleared so we could be um, reunited with our families. That's one thing we're going to have to do. Reunite brothers and sisters who've been taken out of the community. Visitations is one one major thing. It's the way they treat our visitors is horrendous. Never should you treat our family members like this. They are taxpayers. They're paying your the salaries of the penal system, of the justice system. The taxpayers are footing the bill for all of this. So to treat our parents our brothers and sisters, our loved ones, our children, disrespectfully, it's unacceptable. So we need some special days. We need special visitations. We need conjugal visitations with our wives, our loved ones, our, our, our sweeties. So that's the crucial thing. Marriage is a, is a very personal thing. Nobody tells somebody else who they're married to. We don't need state approval to know who we love and who we're with, who we're married to. That's none of your business. That's nobody's business but the two who are involved in it. Or however they arrange it. So family is sacred. Now, the black family and the black community are going to have to take an interest in the brothers and sisters who are incarcerated because it is to you that they are being released to that we're going to have to shelter, that they're going to come and be amongst us again. So we have to love ourselves. Prisoners' lives matter because they are our lives. They are our brothers and sisters, mothers, fathers, sons and daughters, neighbors, employees, employers. So I thank you for stopping through and you can feel free to leave me a message. You can... Go visit me on Facebook at Prisoners Lives Matters um, page. It's the one that says In Prison Slavery. So there you have it. You can leave a message in the, in the message center. Um, and if you have any questions, well, we can talk about that too. So thank you for your time. Thank you for coming through and supporting the Prisoners Lives Matter moment um, on podcasts.